it's like share screen record yeah so i hit record and i'm going to hit record so you're recording okay well we'll just have to do this in just a moment uh all right anyway um let me do this i'm going to do this that music okay and just and I'll just talk to you. Hi, this is Michael Tanner, and I am with our morning trip. We've got today with Jeffrey Farrow, Jeff Farrow. He's an expert in Salt Lake City about real estate, one of the hottest real estate uh, markets in the nation. He's here to tell us a little bit about what it takes to have a home right now, what you get, what kind of financing you can get, any kind of benefits that we could get possibly that any programs that he's aware of and how the best way if you're even if you're going to just look at what i have to do to be ready to have a home what kind of things i'm going to have to do uh as we say this is kind of like a, the the 30 minute life coach i suppose anyway good morning jeffrey can you hear me okay i can hear you fine thank you good morning good morning to you anyway um as i said uh what's been going on i mean it sounds like an exciting crazy market out in salt lake city right now what's uh what's it like what's it like well, compared to it, it's a very busy market it's a very competitive market uh there are some challenges but i think if you have the right person and the right strategy to and you know the right team to work with that you can mitigate all those problems uh just to give you an example people are you know constantly posting on social media you know oh, it's a crazy market it's insane well i just had a client uh we met 10 days ago she was looking for a townhome in uh, South Jordan. We okay. made one offer and we got beat on that. We made a second offer and we got accepted this morning. So we looked at a total of five townhomes and made two offers. And here we are today, 10 days later, we're under contract. So Whoa. it just goes to show you that if you, it comes down to what team you work with, you know, who you work with matters and having a strategy and getting together beforehand with a realtor and a lender and making sure you have all your ducks in a row and have everything together that you can be successful. So the people who are saying it's crazy, it's insane. What that means is that they're not prepared. So if I, okay, there's, there's people say, uh, there's a lot of websites out there say, uh, you don't need a real estate agent. We'll buy your house just the way it is. We don't even look at it really too much. I mean, there's, there's some services like that or, you don't have to pay ten, twenty thousand dollars to a real estate agent what would you say to those people who are who have a house in like salt lake or you know or general uh, you know if you're looking to sell and, and there are those services out there and those are suitable for some people but not for everybody um those are suitable for people who are looking for a quick deal right away and maybe have a bunch of repairs that need to be done in their home and they don't have the money and can't afford to finance it to have those done in order to present it to the open market for multiple offers. So if you if your home is has some uh, we call it deferred maintenance, has some problems, maybe isn't, uh, you know, maybe an inherited home, maybe it's going through a divorce, those services are great for that. If your home is uh, presentable, livable, then there's no reason why you can't put it on the open market and field as many offers as possible. So you think that uh, what kind of advantage is like, I, I think most people buy or sell a home, what, twice in their life, three times in their life they have? Uh, about every nine years. And nine then years. More, 
about every nine years. And then as you get older, more infrequently. Okay. So you have, you, you get married, you have kids. Now you have to have a house or something like that. And, and in nine years, I'm going to, ha I have this, I have this uh, thing where should I rent or should I own this house? Or what are the costs? Yeah, what are the costs involved in between? Should I buy a duplex? Should I do those types of things? Because we have a really, what is it, 11% growth for the market every year after year in Salt Lake, something? If I had uh, a mean, house left. Do you mean price appreciation? Yeah. So price appreciation has been statistically about 5 to 6% a year over the past 20 years. But here in our market in the past five years, it's accelerated rapidly. Last year, we saw single-family homes appreciate uh, between 11 and 13 percent, depending on where you live in Utah. So in Salt Lake County, it's up around 13 percent. We had a, a drastic increase in just December alone of 8 percent, and I think January is at about 5 or 6 percent. So we're seeing a real crush in the market. Uh, you know, multiple offers, a lot of competition, and prices going up quickly. What do you see? Where are these people coming from? I mean, where where are the people? Where are they doing? What are they, there's all these people well, messing up my coffee shop. What is going on yeah, here? Yeah, I, I know. And, uh, you know, Utahns and locals like to say, it's you know, they hate Californians and it's everybody from California. There is a major influx from California. That is true. But we're also seeing people from uh, the Northeast, from Connecticut, New York, New Jersey, uh, Pennsylvania, those areas. We're seeing people there. A lot of people are moving to Texas for uh, tax reasons. A lot of companies are, but a lot of people are also moving out of Texas. We're seeing people, I'm seeing personally people coming in from Arizona, Phoenix, Tucson area, and from uh, Las Vegas, from Southern California, Northern California. Did you tell them that we have bad weather every season of the year, that we have road season? And, and I do not, I do not tell them that, no. <laughs> no, but yeah, it's like, I'm just saying you people, hey, but no, uh, what are, okay, so if I, I'm getting out of college right now, my life is kind of, I'm just saying just a general business thing. The kids that are getting out of college right now, their life is messed up because of COVID a little bit. There's not the same offers and things like that, right? In a way. And they're sitting there going, well, I, I've lived in my mom's basement since I've been, well, forever. I'm 25 now, 26. Mom doesn't seem to mind so much, but we'd like to get her, I'd like to get her up my own place or whatever. What kinds of things do I, do, are there like programs for people to get houses or own land or something like there that? There are, at the beginning of the, at the beginning of the year, the uh, Utah, the Realtors Association has grants available. Uh, I believe that the, that that program applications ended about two weeks ago, and that was a $5,000 grant. That's about the only grant that I've seen uh, coming out recently. It did happen last year, and those were all uh those grants were consumed, I believe, by March. And this year, I believe they've been consumed already. And that's in, we're at the end of February now. So there aren't a lot of grants. And 5000 uh, would be helpful uh, for down payment assistance. Uh, but right now, with the competitive nature of the market, those type of deals and offers are few and far between. So what if, if for, first uh, FHA, first home our HUD houses, those kinds of things? Mm -hmm. Do you deal with that type of, of thing or not so much? Or is that not no, I, I do deal with that. Uh, FHA and VA loans are not a problem. Uh, 
they are a little harder. You're, you're competing against people who have conventional loans and maybe have a little bit more down payment uh, available to them and people who are paying cash. We've seen cash offers increase by about 20% this year. Last year, I believe a thousand people paid cash for a home and, uh, and so far we're looking at about 12, about, I'm sorry, um, there were a thousand cash offers in the previous quarter. In this past quarter, there are 1,200. So it's gone up by 20%. So 20% more people are paying cash. So you're competing against them and you're competing against conventional loans. Uh, but FHA and VA are doable. You just need to- What's an NVA? Uh, a VA, Veterans Administration. Oh, VA. Mm -hmm. Okay. So if you were in the military, not everybody goes to the military, but you know. Um, Correct. But, but if we you were in the military- yeah, if you were in the military, that is an option for you, and it's a it's a good option. So what? Okay, so they're paying cash. Are, now I I I used to work a job where people would write their own paper. They say we'll lend the money and come back. Uh, yeah. Do you see things people where people are just holding writing holding their own paper on their house, or is it? Have you seen anything like that recently, or is it just cash loans? I've seen, I've seen a lot of uh, interesting and complicated deals and some uh, creative financing. I've seen people who have gone in and, and in order to compete with a home that they really wanted, they wanted to make a cash offer. So they actually took money out of their 401k. So they took out 500,000, paid cash for the house. They refinanced it with a lender. They'd had the lender set up ahead of time so they knew exactly what they were gonna do. They put a plan together. Then as soon as they bought the house, they refinanced it and put the money back into their 401k because you have about 60 days to do that. So I'm not a, I am not a financial advisor. I am not a CPA and I am not a, a loan specialist. So I'm just telling you what I have seen, but I cannot advise about how to, how to make that happen, but it is possible. How do you, okay. If I guess negotiating for a house is like negotiating for an apple at the grocery store or any other good or service, or is it very different? How, how would it's it be very different, different saying I'm going to buy, buy a car versus buying a house? Is it the same? Uh, it's very um, different, especially if you're talking about buying an apple because you walk into the grocery store, they're like, hey, it's two fifty a pound for apples. And that's a set price. And there's no negotiating in the, in the grocery store. And also uh, houses are very much like, I like to say like steaks in the, in the refrigerator at the grocery store. People look at it and they go, oh, that's a really nice steak. And people are used to the market being a little bit slower and they come in and say, well, I'm going to come by, I'm going to go back and I've looked at that house and I'm going to come back in two weeks and look at it again. Well, that steak goes bad after about a week in the refrigerator. And so it's the same thing with houses. They're gone. Like right now, the average days on market is eight days and that's average. So if you've got an One exceptional- second. hold up with us. I, I, we lost you just for a second. The average day on market is how long right now? Uh, the average number of days on market is eight in Salt Lake County. So okay. that means that when the average home goes on the market and it is under contract in eight days. What I'm seeing is that in the lower price points in the beginner, the first time home buyers in the range from 250, first time home buyer, someone who's yeah, never bought a 250, home. right? Yeah, okay, so yeah. between but 250 it, and 500, that's the most competitive section of the market. And those homes are going in about two days. Whoa. Mm -hmm. Like, and that's just Salt Lake. That's Salt Lake it, because I've seen it go up $500,000 in Ogden. I've seen other houses in other areas 
Saratoga Springs is just crazy. They can't build the houses fast enough. Mm -hmm. um, we're going to get a lot of sprawl like this. What do you see it, every nine years? You say that everybody changes their house, right? Are these On people, average. Okay. So are these younger people buying houses to hope for an investment, you think? Or do you think that these are just everybody? Everybody's flipping their house? Or what do you, what do you see it as in, in this market the way it is right now? I don't see that everyone's flipping their house uh, because the biggest problem that homeowners from what I'm hearing from my clients is that we want to sell our home. We want to get a new home, but we're worried about the market being so competitive that we don't know where to go or where we're going to buy. So the common misconception is that we sell our home and we've got nowhere else to go and we have to find a home in 30 days. We're not going to find a home in 30 days because inventory is so low. Well, there are ways of also mitigating those problems. You can ask the sellers for a short short term lease back, meaning that I'm going to sell you my home. We're going to close on the deal and then I'm going to rent it back from you for 60 days. And that's one way of doing it. That's called a short term lease back. And the other way of doing it is that you say you have a special addendum that says we will sell you this home and we'll close on it contingent upon us finding a replacement property. And that can be very open ended so you can accept somebody's offer. And then you could say, I need four months, up to four months to find a home. So that opens up the possibilities for you to see more inventory and have more homes come on the market and find a replacement home for yourself. That's really neat. Most people build their wealth through their through their home, from what Absolutely. my experience. But yes. in this market, it would seem almost like, let's go buy two houses, right? Or, well, I want to go from, uh, I want to be a business person. It happens to me too. Don't worry about that. <laughs> anyway, you me. Sorry, I lost you there, buddy. Anyway, uh, so it's no secret. My family does some. Real my family does some real estate too. A homeowner versus somebody who rents homes out. What do you, how do you, in this market, is this a good time to say, I'm going to buy a second house or I've got, I've got a little bit of money. I'm, you know, and I want to set up rentals or I want to buy a duplex or something like that. Have you handled some of that recently? Absolutely. Or, okay. What kind of, what kind of things I have to be ready for? What, how, how hard does my heart have to be to make it through this? It's going to be easy. You know, or do you uh, manage that? I think it really comes down to planning, setting your expectations, meeting with a uh, knowledgeable realtor and knowing exactly what the market's doing, where you can buy, what you what your affordability is. Like I'm looking for an investment property and my affordability, my maximum offer I can make is this much. And I'm looking for this much of return. When you're looking for an investment property, it's a very different mindset because you're not living in that property. You're not going to have emotional attachment to it. It is strictly a business decision. So uh, actually the people that we are closing the townhome today, they, they said, as soon as we buy this townhome, we want to buy an investment property. We're looking for a duplex. Can you help me with that? Absolutely. I can help them with that. So we're going to close on this in about 10 days. And then we're going to start looking for a duplex for them. And so now we're going to have another meeting completely separate from a residence. Okay. This is a business decision. Here are our finances. How we're, here's how we're going to craft the deal. Here are the areas we can look in. And here's the price point we're looking at. I, I've done a little bit of commercial, uh, what, but 
people may not realize that the rules for commercial is very different than doing real estate, like just like houses, right? A real houses that we're going to live in, houses that we're going to purchase. The, uh, it's a little bit more of a wild west. Could you talk a little bit about that? So if they're going to invest? Uh, to be honest, I don't have uh, much commercial experience at all. So I strictly do residential. Okay. I do have partners available that I work with right here in my office that do handle commercial. But you're you're in it mostly. If if I was going to, could you, you've done some duplexes and things like that. Like yes, that? Invest, Is there... yes, investment properties, yes, but not commercial. Okay. How do I? What is the best way? I mean, some people say it might even be better to skip college right now and to start just doing a job, <laughs> and, and because if I'm greedy, I can maybe I can avoid eighty, ninety thousand dollars of debt on my shoulders when I'm twenty-five. You know, it's a risk that I I'm willing to take because I want to have like seven houses or or four houses or whatever it takes. You know, um. What would you say to somebody who's going through the, I'm going to set, I have an eight year old who wants to go to college or we want to do investment or something. It's, it's, it's a tough thing, you know, and I don't want him living in my basement for very much longer. You understand. <laughs> I completely understand that I've been in that position. Okay. Uh, what do you, uh, what do you, what do you, what do you, what do we say? Do we say it's time to, uh, it, you know, when do we when do we start saying okay let's get him a real estate license or whatever what what are what's a good age to start in like somebody starting your business or you know is there any like age that's really great for you you think of or so we can start getting some money going you know that kind of thing yeah i uh you know i, I can't give anybody life advice on what to, what to do um, I look back at it now. I start. I didn't start real estate until I was in my uh, my late forties, and I wish I'd started it like right out of college or even before college. Um, I think it's a fantastic uh, career and experience. It's different every single day. Every single deal is different. They're never the same, and there's no cap on your income. No one's telling you like, okay, we're going to pay you sixty five thousand dollars a year you make you decide your own income it just depends on how much work you're willing to put in uh, there are two young guys in my office here uh, one started at 19 and one started at 18 and they're both 21 right now they just turned 21 and they are just kicking butt out there and and doing a great job and making over a hundred thousand dollars a year at 21 years old so there there is a path it's not you you're yeah. Absolutely. What did you do in college? Were you an accountant or what did you do? What no, no. I, I studied I studied film and video production in college. And that's what I did for my career for a long time. So did that help you have anything to do with real estate now? Do you it, it did actually? So interesting. I'm glad you asked that question. Because uh, you know, this is the biggest financial transaction most people make in their lives is buying or selling a 300, 400, 800 thousand dollar home. And to them, it's a very stressful, emotional event. And for me, I used to work in the motion picture business and I worked on you know, days where we were spending $100,000 in a day to get one shot or a commercial that was a $4 million budget for a 30 second commercial. So for me, I'm very cognizant and I'm very, I'm very well trained in dealing with matters of large amounts of cash in a transaction and being very 
uh, respectful of that, that it's somebody else's money and that I, they are entrusting the meeting as their fiduciary, that it's put their interests above mine in all aspects of the transaction. And so I'm completely accustomed to that from years of doing that in the motion picture business. And I don't get flustered easily. Uh, you know, if there's ever a problem, you know, our first, uh, you know, line of action is to what's the solution? How are we going to do that? How are we going to protect, protect my clients? And we'll move on from there. Uh, so large amounts of cash in a short amount of time are something I've been doing for 30 years. And we got a long way to go and a short time to get there. <laughs> exactly. You know, I, yeah. I, I, I work TV and radio and doing production. So I have that very same thing where I'll be running like, I'll run eight cameras at once. And then they go, mm -hmm. how do you do that? I, I extremely well. <laughs> so anyway, um, what kinds of things could we look forward to in the next year or so? We have all these federal programs coming out and there's a lot of activity in Washington right now and even activity on the, on the state Capitol. What are some things that we should be looking forward to in, in Utah? If I was coming out of the state to buy, to, to ruin my coffee shop in Utah, what are the things that we can, what, what are the things and not know how to drive? Those are things that, what are the things and filtering through my links with motorcycles. We will talk about that later. But anyway, what are some things that, uh, what are some of the things that we should look for as an investor? Because there's so much stuff activity out on the market right now. You know, what are, what are, what's a way that uh, we can look at it to be uh, ready for, for our new, for our, our new, next phase? Because we're going to be with COVID over with in a short amount of, uh, of time. And I think actually COVID actually enhanced people's drive to buy houses absolutely, you know, because they, they could buy, they could, they could take their money and they could bury it in the ground in a very literal way and not worry about the stock market going up and down. Cause I can exactly. always, I have an asset I can sell. Uh, what are some of the things that you would see in the next year or so that you're, that you're noticing maybe start to notice now? So the very first thing I see is that there's a bill in front of the House legislature right now to allow ADU or auxiliary dwelling units uh, in every, to make it a mandate that it's available in every city in the state. And what that is, is that right now there are certain uh, cities where you can have a secondary dwelling unit, like a mini house on your property and use it as a rental because we are very much in a uh, crunch for housing in this state. You know, started back in 2008, 2009, 2010, when a bunch of home builders went out of business because of the, the financial uh, disaster then and all the, the mortgage fraud that was going on. So builders went out of business and nationwide were five million, five million homes short of normal production. So that's affected this state where the builders are building as fast as they can, uh, but they can't build to keep up with demand. So Salt Lake City and a couple other cities enacted an auxiliary dwelling unit law, which said that they could have a secondary uh, unit on their home, on their property, and rent that out. So it's a rental unit. And now we're, we're hoping to see that that's going to become a mandate statewide, that people can put up ADUs on their property and rent those out. So that will take some uh, pressure off the rental system. And also, I guess uh, President Biden is putting out a bill uh, he's floating a bill that's going to give a fifteen thousand uh, dollar stimulus package to new home buyers to help more people buy their homes. 
that's great. Uh, I don't know enough about that to really comment about it, but I thought we don't have a shortage of home buyers. There are plenty of buyers out there. What we have is a shortage of home homes available. And, so that's and, a shooting up the price. Cause I'm going to just tell you, if you're working 40 hours a week, I mean, I, I have friends and, and they're working at the grocery store, right. And mm -hmm. they're doing 46. They can't afford their rent, let alone a house right, right now. It's, it's right. It's stupid and ridiculous. If we're going to, we're going to say, well, we've, we're a very conservative state. If you work, we're going to make sure you're going to be okay. And except that you don't have any place to live. And there are people that work 60 hours a week right now. They're, they're not going to be salespeople. And <laughs> we just know that. Like, I know that if I'm walking, walking a celebrity through a park, it's a different job. Yeah. And so that's a different, that's being able to deal with people. Not everybody's going to be able to deal with people to the same level. Like, how do we, how do we ensure in the future that we're going to have houses available besides we do to build our way out of this? Do we redesign what we're doing? Do we take up, do we go higher? Is that, that's what's going to have to happen? Are we going to, are we? So you've already that? seen that we're already seeing that now in Utah is that builders are running out of uh, land and the land they can find is smaller and smaller. And so to maximize their return, they're not building homes on it. They're going vertical. They're doing townhomes. They're doing condos. That's what's happening right now. If you look at uh, Harriman, uh, Riverton, we're seeing a lot of townhomes going up South Jordan. That's where my office is right now. And uh, we're seeing everyone going vertical. And that's what they maximize their return on, on the dirt they can purchase. Okay. As we come closer, we've got about eight minutes left. Okay. Uh, because we do. And I know you've have, you were writing a bill. Well, not, it's not a bill. It's a deal, <laughs> right? It's, it's a proposal. It's something to give to somebody as I called you. Uh, so I, I really appreciate the time. What are some of the, uh, let's go through the five things before they come see you. If right. And, and yep. you'll give us your, you promised to give us your website and your LinkedIn and stuff like that. Okay. Cause we're going to list that up after, and, and you're going to hear us uh, hit subscribe, you know, <laughs> and, and things so they can talk to you. What are some things like five things they need to have ready? Even if they're not ready quite yet, what are five things that you'd like to see before they come see you, you know, before they come by? That's an awesome question. And I wish everyone would ask me that. And the answer is uh, number one, before you, when you start thinking about you want to buy a home, the first thing you need to do is pull up your FICO score and you can get that free. You can go online and just search free FICO score and all the, uh, all the uh, companies will give you a one-time chance to get your credit report for absolutely free. You can peruse your credit report. If there are any mistakes on it or any problems, you can just say, hey, this isn't true. You can have those fixed or at least recognize what needs to be taken off your credit report. So you can have those uh, amended later and a lender can help you with that. They can definitely help you with that. Get your FICO score, get your taxes together. You have to have two years tax returns in order to get a mortgage. Uh, get your bank statements together, at least two to three months of bank statements and a couple of pay stubs, at least a month or two months of pay stubs. Keep those all together. You can all get that electronically now. You can just ask your employer, hey, I need my past two months of stubs. Once, once you have I that- I object, I work for myself. What do we do well, then? Well, you work for yourself. You have a uh, you have your tax returns, correct? Right. And you have your and you have your bank statements. Yes. There you go. That uh, I'm just saying because that's that's a lot of people right now. So sure. Gig workers. Sure. Uh, yeah. Okay. And let's go. So we got throws three. FICO score. Get my taxes. Get my bank. What else do I need? 
uh, and you need your your pay stubs. My After pay that, stubs. You, okay. Yep. You come meet with me. We get that all together. I put you in touch with a great lender. The lender is going to, before we even go look at homes, the lender is going to tell you. So we don't want to go out fantasy shopping. We don't want to go out and say, you know, I think I can qualify for five hundred thousand. Well, how do you how do you know? Well, I just think I can. Well, we don't make financial decisions on hunches, right? We do it with data and with, uh, you know, for, you know, advice from professionals who can tell you exactly. So then we can take that. We go to the lender, and in twenty four hours, the lender can say, hey, look, I can get you, you know, pre qualified for probably around five hundred thousand. And then we know we've got a window of what we're going to be shopping for. We know exactly what you're going to buy. And then we start looking at a plan to go out and find those homes, exactly what neighborhood you like, what areas you can you uh, fantasize about living in. And we go from there. So, okay. So what do I want to, okay. Uh, usually that's the first house is because somebody got married or something like that, you know, right. Or, but if, if somebody's a single person, because they just don't want to keep being messing with the landlord all the time. Mm-hmm. Well, and let's say they get a townhouse or a condo. It's, I think that's a nice option. You know, what, what should we, what, what kind of price range are we looking at? So like just one bedroom by myself, no landlord kind of thing. What kind mm-hmm. of, what kind of things, what kind of price should I be looking at for one person who's always going to be by themselves? For a, a single person in a small residence, you're probably looking at a condo first. That'd be your most affordable option. And you're probably starting at 160 there and going up to, you can go up to a million dollars. There are condos downtown that are a million dollars. But so, but normally you're looking between 160 to 300 would be a nice place. Townhomes go up from there because you own the vertical space in a townhome. Let's go over the difference with condo. You don't own the vertical space or the horizontal space. You just own the unit that might be if you imagine a tic-tac-toe board like the Brady Bunch, you might be the, in the middle of the box or somewhere else in that box. So that's a condo. Townhome is vertically integrated. So you own from the, the foundation to the top. So townhomes cost a little bit more. And we're looking at those running from about 275 to you know over well over 400. But 275 to 400, you can find a very nice place. So that's yeah. we're looking at townhomes. Townhome. So it's the best thing is if you get it, get out of the house and get a real job, get yourself a townhome and do those. Or a condo. They do. They They actually appreciate faster than single family homes right now because there are even fewer of them and there's more demand because the townhome and the condo have become the first home buyer's initial step into owning real estate. Used to be go and find a small little home in Salt Lake County and you can buy it for $200,000. Those days are over with. You need to start and get a condo or a townhome, wait a couple of years, build your equity, roll that equity into a single family home. Okay. All right. Well, anyway, I've been with Jeff Farrow or Jeffrey Farrow. You can find him on LinkedIn like I did. Uh, you can also, what, are you on the Twitter viewer or what, what, what do you, how do we reach am, you? You can find me. My website is utahlifestyle.com. And that's okay. where you can find all the homes for sale in the Valley. You can also reach out to me on email, jeff at utahlifestyle.com. You can find me on Instagram, Jeffrey Farrell Realtor. It's Farrell, F-A-R-R-E-L-L, Jeffrey Farrell Realtor. And you can also find me on Facebook. It's Jeffrey Farrell Realtor. Well, I am, as I said, I'm Michael Tanner. Please hit the the subscribe. It'll be like over there or over there or over 
it could be up here. It could be just right there. Anyway, but yeah, we've been with Jeffrey for a little bit. We hope to see you on Monday morning, the morning trip. And we'll just be going out here with a good song and a good happy voice as we're going to pretend that because we had to do a little production, but we'll still do it for you. Everybody just join with us on the morning trip every Monday morning, Salt Lake City time. Well, it's a, it's 4 a.m., you know, and if you're on the West Coast, it's well, it's a little early. It's 3 a.m. But if you're on the East Coast, you lucky dogs, it's going to be on 6 a.m. And we hope to hear from you soon. But you can listen to it at any time. Why wouldn't you? Why wouldn't you? Anyway, thank you so much. I'm Michael Tanner with Dice Media Group. We're out. Here's the other thing, too. There's it's a tough time, you know, between 18 and 22, 23, because you're just you've got that disease of chronic youthfulness at that point. Right. So um, as far as skipping college, I would never recommend uh, skipping college just because it's a fun time. But, you know, you can always do stuff. You go to the military, you get a job. I mean, a lot of people are like that. But, um, you know, when you're young like that, it's I, I typically think people tend not to take you as seriously. And that's not to criticize young people because I was there too. And, you know, I remember that time for me was was a uh, was kind of an interesting period because I didn't know what I was going to do, which is OK. <laughs>